from the authors of Author Masterminds. This is Mysterious. Mystery surrounds us every day. Join us and listen to true stories of mystery, from human behavior to nature and the physical environment to paranormal experiences. The stories are true, even if we can't explain them. How did a 200-pound pig become the darling on an Arabian horse ranch? Hello friends, I'm Victoria Hardesty, author of Action and Adventure with Arabian Horses. I've owned and loved Arabian Horses since the early 1980s. They're like potato chips. You can never have just one. My husband and I purchased our ranch in 1990 and opened a full-service breeding, training, and boarding facility that housed 40 horses. We've always had groups of youngsters on the ranch after school and on weekends. Owning a ranch isn't very mysterious. It's a lot of plain, hard work. But there have been some mysterious things that happened here. I'm going to tell you about one of them. The summer after my husband, Jack, passed away, I hired a neighbor friend, Jay, to help with my horses during the week while I worked off the ranch. He came over and fed in the mornings, cleaned stalls, checked water buckets, and cleaned up the feed room and barns. He came back in the late afternoon and provided dinner for the critters. One day, while Jay was dumping the manure cart in a ravine behind one of the barns, he startled a pig sleeping under a juniper tree at the top of the ravine. She ran screaming and squealing. He looked at her and decided she had babies somewhere and must be hungry. Jay had a pot-bellied pig at home, so he got some of her feed and brought it to the ranch, found a feed pan, and sat it out beside that juniper tree. Jay discovered her in the month of June, and she looked like an Edna to him. He named her. The name stuck. To this day, we have no idea where Edna June came from. There are no pig farms within 50 miles of our ranch. She had notched ears, which is how pig farms identify their sows. She wasn't the 8-foot-long, 900-pound sow they use for pork production. We believe she was an American guinea sow. There was never a posting in the local paper about a lost pig. No one called us about her after we posted the found pig signs in the local feed stores. How that pig found our ranch was always a mystery to us. That skinny pig had hanging teats. That was the reason Jay believed she had piglets somewhere. In reality, her teats hung because she was nearly starved to death. I met her over the weekend. She was as tall as a German shepherd dog with black skin and hair. She did look pathetic that first month. We tried once to contain her in the stall by bribing her with her food pan. She caught on to our intentions and scolded us in a very Jurassic Park way that she didn't want any part of confinement. We never tried that again. Thinking about that day, I remember the scene in the movie Jurassic Park where the T-Rex was chasing the jeeps, desperately trying to get away from him. His scream was almost exactly what Edna June sounded like when we tried to lock her inside a barn stall. I'm positive the movie sound people used an angry pig to portray the sound of that enormous T-Rex. 
I'm also sure people for five miles around the ranch heard her. Edna June had the run of the ranch. I learned to understand most of her 50-plus vocalizations. It didn't take a rocket scientist to know she was scolding me for being late with her dinner. No matter when I fed her, I was always late. She always thanked me for her dinner after she finished eating it, though. She found her favorite shaded places during the summer. We sprayed water in her wallows because she loved being sprayed. She squealed in delight as she whirled in the mud. She greeted the horses differently than she greeted visiting humans. She liked people, so her greetings were always personable and friendly grunts. At first, Edna June stayed away from people. She warmed up to us because we fed her. She became curious and started coming out to greet other humans visiting their horses. Some were frightened at first, but she never made a threatening move, and she talked to people in her language of squeals and grunts. It didn't take her long to win people over. They began bringing her treats, including the boys who delivered our monthly feed. If they didn't see her, they asked about her. To this day, they still talk about Edna June when I stop at the feed barn. Her first winter with us gave me another reason to love and care for her. We had a two-month-old orphan foal. We put her in a stall with a back door to a small adjoining paddock. She was so tiny she couldn't see over the stall wall in the front, so she couldn't see much going on around the ranch. She was also very lonely. Edna June found a way to shimmy under the gate to her paddock and joined her in the stall every night to keep her company. We never saw her enter or leave the stall. We knew she'd been there because she left pig poo behind with a much happier baby horse. We had another foal that she particularly liked a couple of years after she moved in. Spinner was black like Edna June. Maybe that attracted Edna June to her out of all the ba other babies we had. Another mystery. My brother watched Edna June drag her feed bowl across the ranch to Spinner's paddock right after I fed her one evening. He couldn't see what she was doing until he walked down to Spinner's stall. Edna June pushed her food bowl halfway under the bottom rail of that stall so she could share her dinner with Spinner that night. My brother told me it was the strangest thing he'd ever seen with those two, snout to nose, eating pig pellets from the same dish. I remember one other time she provided extraordinary comfort to a horse. Friends of mine bought tickets for a week-long cruise and asked me to care for their horse while they were gone. They brought the gelding over the afternoon before they left town. I put him in a stall close to my horses so he would have company during his visit. But the horse was nervous and uncomfortable in strange surroundings without his people. When I went out to feed the horses that evening, that poor gelding had dug a trench along the front of his paddock from pacing back and forth across it. I put his hay in his feeder, and he ignored it and continued pacing. I wasn't sure what to do to help the horse, but I needed to set out Edna June's feed dish. I heard her snorting and castigating me for being late with dinner again as she came around the building to the front door of the feed room. I set her dish down, and she began her meal. Suddenly, she lifted her head, looked across the ranch at the newcomer pacing in his stall. She turned to look at me, clearly asking me who that was, before she walked away from her feed dish and directly to the front of the newcomer's stall. 
He stopped pacing when she lifted her head and put her snout between the rails of the corral. He dropped his head down so they could touch noses. I heard her snort softly to him from where I, where I stood watching. She laid down under his feeder. He stopped pacing and began to eat. She never left that spot for the entire week he was with us. I had to bring her dinner to her and put a water pan within her reach. When his people came to get him, he'd not lost a single pound in weight and was in good spirits. Edna June walked behind him and made sure he got into the trailer for the ride home safely. She disappeared for several hours until dinner time that night. She scolded me for being late with their dinner, just like every, every, any other ordinary evening. Let me take a short break to tell you about Author Masterminds. This podcast is sponsored by the Author Masterminds, who also sponsor the Readers and Writers Book Club. If you join the book club, all books by Author Masterminds authors are available to you at 50% off the list price. There are currently 17 books serialized with, one, with weekly chapters posting free to anyone. My books, Prince Ali, Wonder Horse Book 1, and La Duquesa, Wonder Horse Book 2, are serialized in the book club. If you'd like to see my books, you can find them at the Author Masterminds site or my website. You can find the links for my books, the Author Masterminds bookstore, and the Readers and Writers Book Club in the show notes. One late spring Sunday afternoon, after everyone left the ranch, I walked the property, checking on the horses before returning to the house for the night. The last place I went was the main barn. It's a breezeway barn with doors on both ends, and the doors were open. I looked in each stall at the horses until I reached the back door. I stood in the doorway, enjoying the view. Our ranch is 4,200 feet in elevation on the north slope of the San Gabriel Mountains. My view to the north goes down to the desert floor and a large dry lake bed in Atalanto before going up to the end of the Sierra Nevada mountain range that separates California from Nevada. Mount McKinley sits 200 miles northeast of the ranch, and I could see the white peaks on top of that mountain from where I stood at the back of the barn. Suddenly I saw Edna June strolling along the back fence, on the outside of the fence. She was in no hurry, just wandering around. As I watched her, I saw a pack of six adult coyotes melt out of the brush, staring at her. The lead coyote licked his lips. It was obvious the, pork, the pack had pork chops for dinner on their mind. Edna stopped. She stood frozen for a few seconds, then she turned around slowly. Edna June faced the pack of coyotes. She stared them down. I heard no sound from either the pack or Edna June. I froze in fear for the pig. Just as I was about to charge the fence, throwing rocks or anything I could get my hands on at the coyotes, they stepped backwards into the brush and melted away the same way they appeared. Edna June stood her ground and stared after the coyotes for 30 seconds or so before she turned around and strolled off, grunting under her breath. That scene was another mystery. 
None of the animals made a sound, and none of them moved during the showdown, but six full-grown coyotes backed away from one 200-pound pig. How did she do that? Edna June lived with us for 12 years. She spent her days sleeping in the shade of the juniper trees and her nights patrolling the ranch and keeping the horses company. In the end, she developed congestive heart failure. We had no idea how old she was. She came to us as a mature pig. The onset of her heart failure was sudden, and she could no longer get to her feet within a couple of days. Our vet humanely put her to sleep. We buried her at the end of a horse paddock, so she would always be with her friends. Our neighbors have seen Mojave Green or Diamondback Rattlers on their property, from little ones to four-footers. Three years before Edna June arrived, we found two three-and-a-half-foot Diamondbacks near the bedding storage area on the ranch. We had a customer's gelding lean over our arena rail for a tasty bite of grass. A small rattler bit him in the nose. That happened the second year after we opened our ranch for training. Our trainer got the horse in cross ties in the barn and held his nostrils open with her fingers until the vet arrived. She saved that horse with her quick thinking. We've never had a rattler on our property since Edna June arrived. Pigs are deadly enemies who can and will kill them. Somehow Edna June is still here and still looking over us all. Edna June left us physically more than 10 years ago. On quiet evenings when I step outside to the horse area, I hear her to this day. She's not scolding me for a late dinner these days, just letting me know all is well on the ranch and she's still here to provide company and protection for our horses. There are so many mysteries about that pig. Why was she so friendly to our clients? Why did she decide to mother two baby horses. How could she calm a nervous horse when I didn't know how to help him? Where did she come from? Why did no one claim her when we tried to find her owner? Why did she decide to make this ranch her home? How was it she could intimidate a pack of coyotes looking for dinner and be such a blessing to us? How was she keeping dangerous snakes off the property to this day? why she's still here and making her presence known. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Mysterious. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you again.